Annyeong, and welcome to Halajuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 38, Sweaty Rants. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome back to another fine episode of Halajuku. I'm P.D. Rave, your man with no plan. With me, as always, is my cohort, Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing good. The bear is back. Life is great. Uh, Monkeys throw poop. I don't know. I really got shit. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Of course, we're gathered again to talk about East Asian pop culture. And as we always do, we start off every episode checking in to see what Music has caught each other's attention. Kaz, what have you been listening to this week? Um, I faked it for the first two, and the third one is going to be something I was actually listening to. So, uh, well, no, Shiny is something I listen to. It's in my Pandora playlist. I listen to it. Usually it, it comes through the rotation when I'm playing games. Usually League, StarCraft, Hearthstone, those kind of things. Um... So I really, really like a lot of shiny songs because they're usually really upbeat, uh, upbeat, up-tempo, really fun, uh, kind of exciting-ish songs. They have some slower ones, if if that's what you're into, where you can kind of stare at the boys and, and, you know, do things that you do when you stare at boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh... Dangerous is is like one of their songs I really really love for that. It's really good for for playing games and doing all that good shit. All that good shit. All that good shit. Yeah, that shiny style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shiny has a very cool distinct style all to them, and this one's yeah is a really good example of that. Uh, shame there's no music video, but it's a good album track. Uh, yeah, I think I I'm not sure. I think there is, but it's just hard to find in time. Um. So the next one is JJCC. Uh, I think, I, I'm not sure if they're a newer group. So forgive me if they've been around for a while and I should know who the fuck they are and um, I'm disrespecting you and your fandom of them. <laughs> well, they are, they are a relatively new group. They were formed by Jackie Chan, hence the mm-hmm. kind of the joke na- uh, name for them, which is Jackie Jackie Chan Chan. Mm-hmm. They're specifically formed by Jackie Chan, but as you were saying, um, but yeah, so, you know, I always like to try to feature something newer, uh, you know, which was kind of the point of the show in the first place. Um, so I, I came across this in kind of the new week post, uh, of stuff on, on YouTube. Um, and, uh, I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, the, the video is really over the top yeah. and, and the song, <laughs> The song is kind of silly at points when you realize all they're saying is bing, 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 uh, right. which at some point I think we're going to see this on a lip dub compilation. <laughs> yeah, it's like bing, 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 bing. It's like, I, I remember bing, bing. That's a crayon pop song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, to go over kind of the f- finer points of what you're usually looking for in your, your poppy K-pop, you got pretty boys. They dance rather well. Uh, they seem to be fun to look at, and they sing rather well, and mm-hmm. the songs are catchy. Yeah, and then there's the millions of uh, dancing robots 
you know, mm-hmm. ninja dancing taekwondo robots that uh at the end form together like Voltron uh in one crystalline form. So And you can yeah. never go wrong with giant robots like you got yeah. me a giant robots. I love giant robots. Yeah. I mean example Knights of Sidonia. Good Can't show. Go I'm only in the first episode, but so, moving on, uh, this is not this an anime podcast. Is, <laughs> this one is slightly more fun for me because, like I, I told everybody when the preview started coming out, I think I am excited for this new uh, Skull uh, record or whatever, and and what's going to come from Skull in the future. Um, and I. I think it was last week I did I did one of the releases of Skull's new new songs um and then there was another one uh around this time that we're recording uh called Because I Was Selfish um I didn't I'm I'm going to I'm not going to lie I did not really pay attention to the song because the video drew me in more than anything else uh of this kind of behind the scenes seeing Soul go to Jamaica and Cuba and all these places and record his album and 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 meet all these people and kind of be be I keep, I said Soul but uh, Skull uh and kind of be who he is. He seems to kind of have this this quiet charismatic personality where he seems like a really quiet dude, but he's kind of the kind of guy that you want to hang out with. And like when you're hanging out with him, you're like, holy shit, he's really fun. He's really interesting kind of person. Um, so I, I, and then from what I heard of the song, it, it's really nice, just reggae music, you know? Um, and I, I give Skull a lot of props for not gussying it it up, you know, uh, and, and not trying to do more to it than what needs to be done. He just, he makes reggae music. He just happens to be a Korean who makes reggae music. Like that's it. Other than that, like if, if he was anyone else, he'd just be another dude making reggae music. Yeah. Um, but he also makes good reggae music at that. I think, uh, and I, I, I do like some of the stuff from skull. So yeah, it, it was a little weird seeing the, the Cuba stuff, and uh, it does uh, give it give some context to the, the previous video and the you know the Che imagery in the background. It's like, uh, I I I didn't think that Che was a influence in in Jamaica. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure most people, other than you know, uh, random uh, you know, fucking hipsters and and uh, dumbasses, don't really know who che, the image of Che. Outside of Cuba, but, uh, it does give some context and it was, it was odd to see somebody actually film in Cuba. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe necessarily he got permission. <laughs> I would love to see <laughs> if he got permission, but then again, uh, if you go to so- uh, South Korea and you want a cigar, you actually could, you actually will have trouble finding cigars in South Korea that aren't Cuban. <laughs> To get yeah. some context. So there is trade amongst Koreans and Cubans. So, so there might be some different rules, but, uh, who knows? I, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know people in the audience? I, who knows? If you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. If you know, let us know. So then, then we can we, let other people know. And then we'll all know. It's the passing of knowledge. It's the knowledge torch. I love, I love, also love Skull's random, uh, Drake prays, Drake prayers. Looking like Drake in the Anaconda video. 
which is a video that I got exposed to at Dragon Con, and <laughs> that's a video. Uh, but we're not yeah. talking about that because that's not East Asian. Uh, even though it's, it, it is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about our own stuff, and uh, it's uh, for what I've kind of listened listen to and noticed in the past couple of weeks. Of course, I tend to uh, and on some of the things that are uh new releases and and uh but that have caught my attention specifically uh lip service came back uh now is a trio before they were a duo now they're a trio with the addition of anna joining uh, okay i was i was slightly confused when i yeah. watched this i was uh, like was there three of them and i it, i didn't have the mental capacity to go back and look at the other video i just instantly went there must have been three of them yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know how your, your brain kind of does you're like yeah. there wasn't three but no she's wow did i just not see her yeah. Like, oh, am I racist? Do I think all Koreans look the same? And then you're like, oh no, they added her. And you're like, god damn it! <laughs> like, uh, Anna joins, uh, Bipa and Cora for this, uh, comeback for, uh, Don Bisa, or, uh, Expensive Money, or the English title Too Fancy. Uh, and it's kind of more of a lip service, and it's just kind of a, uh, tongue in cheek, fun, hip hop style, uh, through the prism of K-pop, very much in the line of their yum 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 video, uh, with less of an overt joke, uh, other mm-hmm. than the the expensive money, <laughs> you know, it's like I I got like uh the whole lifestyle of living on credit and not having money and you know being envious of other people, but I don't know, it's just fun and and cute and and like I think uh Bipa has some actual uh good flow. Uh, overall, and Anna does kind of her job as a, has her new role as kind of the, uh, a main vocalist. Uh, so, I don't know, it just, it's interesting. Well, well, what did you think of, of Too Fancy? Was it Too Fancy? Um, I, I love kind of the silly ridiculousness of, of lip service, and I think it's kind of going to be the thing that, that carries them to being popular is like the silly, funny, uh, kind of thing about them yeah like the the fact that they can make a joke but but like stuff like this always ends up pre- rather popular the people who are aware of the joke that they're making but at the same time still have real musical credit like they're pretty good rappers like you said the new person that they added is a good singer and a good backup vocalist uh and a, just a good you know vocalist overall for them um and then i also thought it funny of uh, trying to see them twerk <laughs> yeah it's always not, it's always it was always a very interesting the results of anybody any any of the resident uh korean pop artists trying to twerk uh yeah especially where uh for lack of better terminology we're ill-equipped <laughs> ill-equipped yeah search thing yeah yeah, uh, I would say, uh, that would be the case sometimes. Uh, which is not a bad thing, per se. No. We, yeah. We're not into body shaming here, but, eh, some visuals. Whoa, who said anything about body shaming? I'm not hey. body shaming. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're just know? saying that, you know, some visuals lend themselves to certain body types, uh, more than others. That's yeah. all. That's all. That's all. That's all. 
Uh, of course, uh, beyond that, we also, I also, uh, the big tracks that came actually dropped just after we stopped recording our last episode two weeks ago. Like, shortly after we had, like, wrapped and I'd noticed they were on Reddit. Uh, so we, that's why we didn't talk about them, even though we released an episode on that Wednesday after they happened. Uh, for, or namely, uh, first of all, Orange Caramel. Uh, as anybody that's noticed, uh, I've, uh, throughout the past, I think, few months, I've fallen in love with Orange Caramel, uh, specifically with Cat- Catalina. Uh, and they came out with their new song, uh, My Copycat. Uh, or Do It Like I Do. Uh, and not only did they put out a freaking catchy song with a really cool, uh, instrumentation, but they also made a fun video that's interactive. <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's all a big game of, uh, spot the difference, followed by also games of where's Lizzie, uh, Nana and Reina, <laughs> and where's Lizzie, Nana, Reina, and Jose Ho, and, uh, and, and somebody else, uh, in the video. So, yeah, so you get to play, like, figure out the spot, the difference between the two shots. And it, well, that, that's the obvious there. Uh, and it's just a fun video and a fun song. Uh, on top of that, they also released their music video performance version, uh, to kind of full, show off the routine, which is the, the dance, the choreography is just super fun and, uh, infectious. Uh, <laughs> and just like you know, what Orange Caramel is known to do, uh, and, and you know, the, the choreography is really fun. The you know performance is really fun, and like their personalities are fun. And of course, they re- and on top of that, they released a dance practice video. And true to form, they also did kind of a fun gag at the beginning, at the end of the video, with their ridiculous exaggerations, and. And really, Nana is awesome, and Lizzie is awesome. Orange Caramel is so much fun, in, in general. I don't know, what, what did you think of, of the, the Orange Caramel track, or these videos, or, or whatnot? Um, I, I, the, the, I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um, well, I'll, I, you know, I'll just go off the base video. I think the base video is really creative and cool. Like, you don't really see a lot of that kind of shit, like... I didn't. I just thought it was fun to make something where you you specifically, if you want to, you're gonna pay attention to the visuals. The visuals are really gonna pull you in and grab you, and you're you're gonna really kind of like look at them and see everything that's going on, and kind of the where's Waldo and and the the spot the difference between the two scenes, and like you said, all that kind of stuff. Like it, this is so meant to be fun and lighthearted, you know, like and and. I love that. Like that, that is so freaking awesome. And I, I can kind of see why they're, they're separating themselves and, and kind of pushing more and more urge caramel. <laughs> yeah. Less after school, more orange caramel, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like a little bit more success here. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun song and a fun video. And you know, the, the music video, uh, the performance version also. It lets you see the choreography, which is so super fun. And I don't know, I, I love me yeah. some orange caramel. It's just like, uh, and I haven't really heard a lot of after school, but I've never really been transfixed or really, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, inspired to go seek them out. But orange caramel is like, 
is the hotness. Do you think, do you think for, for kind of the Korean pop star thing where initially it was always bigger groups, you know, like, like yeah. five and more, you know? Yeah. Whereas now it seems to be the groups that get the popularity are smaller size sets. There, there are usually now five or less. Uh, do you think it's getting to the point where people are kind of tired of trying to have that much fandom? You know? Yeah. Like, like, I can't have fandom for 12 people. Um, I think, I, I think, the, I think that the main thing is there's the separation, uh, between, uh, what the fandom's like and what is popular mainstream wise. And mainstream popularity, that's going to, uh, girl groups like, spoilers for future segment, Sistar, uh, who are just four members, uh, and, you know, right now solo singers, rappers, hip hop artists, and, uh, Orange You're Caramel. the rapper! <laughs> You're the rapper. I called it, man. I called it at the beginning. We're coming to the close of this year, and it's been the fucking year of the rapper. But yeah, I think that that is the case because I think outside of the fandoms who eat up all of like the seven group boy, you know, seven member boy groups that all of the members have their specific charm, then they're the this one's the Egyo one, and this one's the 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 tough guy, and this one's the the silent guy, you know, that that stuff that still resonates with fandoms, but uh, in, on you know the mainstream level. The, the smaller groups where they can actually grasp, the, you know, they can actually keep track of who's singing and who's, uh, participating in the group and, uh, and just the different styles you see in those types of groups is probably what's more, the public is more gravitating towards, uh, more than, you know, you know more than anything else. Yeah. And the fandoms still love their, their EXO and their, uh, and their top dog and their, you know, Bangtan boys and whatnot. But the mainstream popularity is leaning towards something else. Uh, yeah. At least, at least yeah. from what I can tell. Uh, I'm not qualified to, to uh, say that anything, but yeah, <laughs> my unqualified opinion. Um, but moving on to another group that made a big release, uh, as we've, we've chronicled the kind of the, the ups and downs and the odd tribulations, trials and tribulations of Kara, uh, but they finally made their comeback after, uh, choosing a fourth member, uh, mm-hmm. as a four member group, they made their comeback with, uh, Mama Mia. Now, uh, I, I I'm just gonna have to say it. This, this, this joint, this, this is my, my jam right now. Like this, <laughs> like this song has been my jam for like the ba- past couple of weeks. Like, I was, uh, you know, I, I didn't quite react to it at first, but then I started kind of hearing it in my head a lot, and I played it a couple more times, and it just kind of started infecting me uh mentally, and it's just mm-hmm. been stuck in my head, and I've been just, just jamming to it over and over again, any chance I get, uh, the Mamma Mia joint, and... It, if you look into kind of what the style of the song is, it's very disco, it, it is disco. Like, this is just a straightforward, uh, disco track. Like, this is like ABBA in, in their prime. This is like all the disco tracks, you know, all the musical tracks. It, it is, 
uh, straightforward disco. Like they, they call it a couple of different genre names, but that's basically what it is. And it works and is really cool. Uh, some people did opine that, uh, you know, the new member did an okay job contributing, but, uh, they did point out that there's, uh, there's a feeling that, uh, imagine how much better it would have been with Nickel and Ji Hyung, but, uh, I'm, I'm not as well versed in Kara to know exactly how much better, but that's an interesting thing that was thrown out there. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, the song is really cool. The choreography is really cool and powerful and, and interesting and does a, cool, a bunch of cool things. Uh, and Hara is sexy as hell and, uh, Gary, uh, wills herself, wills the, the group into, uh, where it needs to go and, you know the uh, the other two members contribute valiantly, and I I, I think it's it's a really fantastic track. Uh, Kaz, w- what did you think? I know I, we had a little moment that you said you weren't quite feeling it. Uh, um, you know I've been playing it uh, again, and I'm sitting here and listening to it. I still don't like it. <laughs> like <laughs> I and I I was listening to what you were saying and like. I think if you gave this to me two years ago where I kind of liked disco music then, yeah, I might have liked this. Because as soon as you said that, it pinged in my head that I was like, this is kind of a disco-y like, track. This is like a disco vocal track um, with kind of low tone, you know, like the kind of low tone vocals with you know these kind of pop sounds of like the dit, 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 you know kind of like range in the in the kind of the beat you know it goes up and down up and down up and down and then the the voice is really kind of low bass and like you know yeah. and i don't know i just i just did not care for it um i thought the video was cute and then I as well cannot speak too much about Kara, uh, as to say like how I would have liked it one way or the other, but I just, and, and, and I, you know, I'm not, and so it's not one of those things where, where I'm not on the side of the people who are like, oh, like he is on our side. He wishes fucking, uh, you know, all the other people were back. No, it's not that. It's just, I just generally don't care for the song and I don't know how much I would have liked the same concept with the other people. You know, it's just one of those things. It just isn't resonating with me that like, that's it. And that's all like that's calm it. down. <laughs> you know, that's it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can definitely understand that. It's, if you're not feeling the disco vibe, you probably won't, uh, feel the song. Uh, and I can't say that I automatically loved it as soon as I heard it, but it just kind of was in my brain and just kind of uh, infected me. Uh, and it just, I, I just kept jamming to it. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are constantly songs that I hear. Like, I, I've, I've done this before on the show where I'm just like, oh, I don't like that song. And then, like, I listen to it three more times. It's like PD is going through his, like, kind of thing of the song. And then it comes back around to me. And I'm like, actually, you know what? <laughs> but that was one. It didn't, it didn't, it still didn't catch me the same time around, the second time around. I still had the first, the first kind of initial problems that I had with it. And, you know, like, not every song is going to catch you, like, and that's yeah. okay. You, you, you know. You just move on and try, try, try something else. You just hmm. keep trying. Like, I'm not saying, in, in no way do I think it's a 
bad song. I'm just saying personally, for me, in my opinion, I ju- it just didn't catch me. Like, that's really all it is. Musically, I don't have a problem with it. Like, and 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 I want that to be very, very, very well known for some reason. Because <laughs> just you because... fear the camellias. You fear the camellia. Yeah. It's and it's just... <laughs> because people, like, whenever people say they don't like something, it's very, like, a visceral thing, and it's not that. It's very much just opinion and taste. Like, that's yeah. why I said, if you gave this to me, like, two or three years ago, where I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of into disco music, I probably would have been into this, because it yeah. does have that kind of appeal to it, but it just, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's di- different, and, and that's the kind of the, the point of uh, this segment, is just introducing people to new music, and you might like it, you might not. But uh, I think yeah. that's it for our music segment. We're going to go over to our headlines right now. So headlines. join us. Why don't you? Lining your heads with headlines. All right, we're back in our headline segment. We're going to talk about topical topics, as I like to say. Uh, we're talking about the happenings in the news of the past couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of interesting, uh, we're going to do fairly quick headlines because we have a pretty good uh, segment to close out the show, but uh, a couple of cool, interesting things that are happening. Uh, namely, uh, first of all, with uh, Spica. So uh, Spica is going to do a really cool thing. Uh, as, you know, they came off of their U.S. effort, and now they're going to come back to uh, their core, you know, Korean effort. Uh, they're actually kind of doing two separate projects with members of the group. They're splitting off into uh, a unit and a solo effort. So it's going to be Spica S with everybody but Kimboa. Uh, <laughs> basically, Spica S. I'm sorry, keep going. Uh, and, you know... Uh, uh, all the ladies, it's gonna stand for special, uh, but it could also stand for sexer, cause they sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're gonna do their own kind of, uh, vocal style, you know, not sure exactly what it will be, but uh, they certainly look good, uh, and they'll kill it vocally. And, aside from that, Kimboa is gonna do her own solo release. Uh, her own solo mm-hmm. project. Uh, she's somebody that, uh, has written for Spica, has produced for Spica. She's, you know, a longtime, uh, vocal guide and trainer. She's been working behind the scenes. So she's finally going to get the reins on her own kind of solo project. Uh, and I've, I've chronicled, I've chronicled on the show how much kind of, uh, she's starting to become my version of Kaz's one cat, uh, you know, deal with one cat, uh, when it comes to Uspeka. Uh, and it, it's definitely that one interesting. Cat yeah. Uh, that one cat. Uh, this is interesting. It's, uh, we don't know what it's going to be, but we know they're going to kill it vocally. That's all we know. Uh, but do, what do you think of kind of, uh, this? Do you get any sort of impression of what it might be or? Uh, I feel, I feel like it is like they, it's that, oh, Kimboa is really good and we have all these things that we could do with her on her own. Why don't we do that? But then we don't want the fans to be mad. So what we'll do is we'll keep Spicker 
as it is around, and then we'll just keep the other girls in Spica, and we'll just throw an S on it, which is just irrelevantly retarded to me, right? <laughs> if you feel like, okay, and this is going to get really rude, right? This is going to get really rude in two seconds. If you feel like she's outgrown the rest of the bitches, then fucking let her go and let her be on her own and produce her and solo her and push her out. But if you feel like, yo, these four pretty ass chicks can still fucking sell records as Spica, then don't throw the fucking S on it. Just leave them as Spica. Just go, you know what? We think that that Kim Boa as herself is like we can rise her as a solo artist. Graduate her out of the group. Pull somebody else in. I know you got to fucking list the trainees longer than the fucking Schindler's list over there. Like, just fucking throw out a net. You know? Uh, oh, we got another pretty little bitch. Like, just fucking, like, and I'm sorry that I'm, like, going this hard on it, but it is so fucking dumb to, to do something like this. To separate one person out of the group to the point where if she gets popular enough and famous enough, you're not going to put her back in Spica. You're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Why? Well, because now you're making double the money. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be similar to Hyanna in 4 Minute. I mean, Hyanna still does 4 Minute songs and then she does Hyanna songs. Uh, I, I see this as kind of keeping everyone busy and keeping everyone in, in everyone in the group in the uh out there and promoting mm-hmm. so that nobody's yeah. lost but it's a little odd yeah it's a little like, odd. Uh, okay like like let's go over this right do you th- do do you th- like if if Jenna had the time right to really 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 put her all into Jenna as a project like like let's not talk about Jenna as a person but Jenna as a project it would be that much more better. You know what I'm saying? Like when they gave her that time to be able to work on the things that she needed to work on to the point where she could just put out stuff, then she had that. You know what I'm saying? But then yeah. it still is this, okay, now come back and do all this other work because you have to do this shit too. No, like this is what the graduate system was supposed to be for. Like do this to the point. Let them start making new styles of solo artist music, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, and then roll somebody else in. Make it what it's supposed to be. Make it this thing that it's supposed to culture and 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 do things and then every once in a while bring that person back into the group don't make it like this over because now it just sounds like some overworked bullshit and whether they can handle the work or not is not what i'm talking about that that like we've been over those issues of overworking korean artists and japanese artists and and overworking these girls and these guys and all this shit like but it is just one of these things where it's just it's just like like, I don't understand that. Like, I just yeah. don't. Like, either, even without Kimboa, it's still fucking, like, it, it makes it sound so, like, disrespectful to the other girl. Because it's like, oh, we're gonna take her out and hi- highly promote her. But the, where's, the, Spica will still be around when she wants to come back. Don't, when she's not here, they'll just be special. <laughs> like the kids I, at I, the I, back I, of the bus. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I see what you're talking about. I, I think, uh, it might be not, I think the adding the Spica S subunit creating that it might be the only issue. I think having her do, uh, you know, a cool solo project and then come back to, uh, to the group that she helps 
produce and work on creatively, uh, as a, another aspect of kind of a creative output, isn't that far-fetched? Like, okay, this is what kind of I do for my solo work, and this is what I kind of do for my, for the group work. Uh, and they all get along and they all came up together. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it, of changing that group because I kind of like the group dynamic they have now, specifically the fact that they're the girl group of misfit toys and they're all like, with the exception of the one that came from the singing show, the, uh, all the four of them, uh, including Kimboa, uh, were, you know, from other agencies and from other groups. I mean, uh, one of them was supposed to be in 21, but got cut. Uh, I liked the, this little group dynamic and it, and I would like it to exist, but I, I definitely see what you're talking about, about if you're going to have her go solo, have her go solo. Uh, well, you know, right, you know what? Because, because I, I, I just sat here and thought about all my comments and, 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 you know, being the genius that I am, I also thought about how people could like throw my comments back in my face. Right. Where I have, I have in the past said like, it is, it is possible for someone to step away from the group, make a solo album, and come back, right? Yes, that is possible. I understand that. But when when GD does a solo project, it's not, you, you know, it's not Big Bang K. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's not yeah. GD steps away and, and Big Bang still exists as something else. No. When GD steps yeah. away, Big Bang takes a hiatus and everybody else works on something else. Top goes and does movies. Yeah. Fucking, you know, uh, 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 Sungri makes music. Young makes other music. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, Daesung chills at his house. You know, you have all these things that happen, like, when, when someone else steps away. And then when they're done with those things, when they're done with the promotion, when they're done with the tours, then they come back and they're like, yo, let's do more Big Bang stuff, you know? And it's very specifically them going, hey, I couldn't be popular by myself on my own if I really wanted to, but I want to do more Big Bang stuff because I love working with these kids. And I'm not saying Kimboa doesn't have that same sensibility of being like oh but you know i love working with the rest of the girls so of course i still want to do more spica that that, that's not even a thought like of course i would think that she would want to do that outside of maybe maybe some kind of disagreement and then you know we we hear more to this later on but why not take this chance to try to shine the other girls you know what i'm saying instead of making them seem even more of misfits than than what pd said they already are you know (laughs) Uh, like, yeah. I mean, that, that's a, just, yeah, that's an interesting point. That's yeah, a good point. Uh, but I think we'll have to see when it actually does come out. We don't know anything yet. We'll have to see when it does come out. Uh, but hopefully yeah. it will be awesome. It, it, they'll, it'll be amazing singing. That's basically, we know that. That's a given. That's, we can bet on that. That's the free space of that bingo. The vocals are going to be killer. Uh, but we'll have to see how it works out. I, I, I love me some Kimboa. Uh, yeah. but moving on to something else and our next headline, uh, very interesting headline. Uh, we've chronicled our feelings on Bangtan Sonyan or aka Bangtan boys. Uh, and well, let's just say we're not fond of them <laughs> in general. We haven't been fond of them. Uh, so what, what has been happening uh, which is kind of, and, and I've been kind of 
monitoring it from a distance. I haven't watched a single episode just because I, I, I don't feel like cringing that much. It's just not something I'm, I'm interested in having happen in my life right now. I don't, you know, it's, it's I understand that it's there. I understand that, the, you know, the, the schadenfreude is there, but I, I'm not interested. Uh, they're doing a show called American Hustle Life. Let that sit there for a second. Uh, in which they get, uh, advice on the world of hip hop from luminaries such as Warren G and Coolio. Yeah. Cause that's people you want hip hop advice from. People yeah. whose careers died the same day they started. Yeah. Uh, and what they did is actually Warren G directed a music video for them. Uh, and well, it, it was the thing. Uh, it, it very much was a, I, I will say about the video, it's very much a them pretending to be American rappers. And it was directed like an American rap video. A shitty American rap video. Yeah, a shitty American rap video done on a reality okay. show. I'm I'm but... I'm gonna go into the like the seven things that I do know about fucking camera work and and photography right now. Like disclaimer, right? Yes, I take pictures. It's something that I do. I am in no way a professional. I have taken no real schooling for this. This is all shit that I have researched and done on my own. Right? One. The fucking shit is blown the fuck out. There looks like there was no color correction done on this, honey, at all. <laughs> like fucking, there are so, sometimes there are no focal points. Like and and just like there's just a lot of shit happening. This was shot really quickly and edited just as fast. Um and and just. There, there, there is just no direction to this. It, it is so strung of, of random shots and, and random things. And it's so disjointed from like, you, you can tell this was shot over like a couple of days or even yeah. just one day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because like, it, it is just so <laughs> disjointed and weird and just the fact of like knowing that they kind of like went up to these girls and were like hey want to be in a music video and knowing these entrepreneuring young ladies they were like oh a music video okay and then got there and were like what the fuck is going on whatever I'm getting paid you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna be in a music video uh, so that, that's just what this was. And it was just like, you could have thrown out, like, they're in fucking LA. They're in LA. They could have fucking thrown out a fucking whoo call to the fucking world. Like, I don't know what that was. I don't know what a whoo call to the world is, <laughs> but whatever it is, they could have done that. And I'm, I am assured that they would have got like a fucking hundred girls to come there to be in a fucking Bungtown Boys fucking video because they are actually relatively popular besides the two motherfuckers sitting here that don't like them. Like, yes. and they could have, like, it would have been such a better response to do that than get these random, uh, to fucking be in the video and not know what the fuck is going on. I'm yeah. ranting a lot today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't uh, have my air conditioner on. This is real sweat, people. I'm sweating for this shit because I'm mad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it, 
it's ridiculous and it's kind of dumb and I, I you know you gotta love the the facial reactions of the, like of, of these girls just like like looking at them and in with pity in their eyes like oh you, oh poor child like you are you are not cool like it's you're trying even, to be a rat. This, they're just like, I don't know what's going on. They're playing the song in a language which I don't understand. Like, and Warren G's here. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's just like, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's just so, distru- it's so, uh. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, though he makes fun of people asking for it, I think the fact that they didn't have the dance of the original song, uh, again, cause they're, they're not, they're not cool rappers. Like, they're, they're just not, they're not cool. And they're not, they're not gonna sell me on just being there, being, being cool and just rapping at the camera. Uh, but the but if they are a hip hop style K pop group and they do a cool they have good choreography and they have good dancing, I'll dig on that. Like uh if the song isn't too dumb, I'll dig on that a little bit. Or at least I'll 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 tolerate it, but I, I there's mean, no dancing. I mean, I mean it was it's very much a, a a music video done for a reality show rather than a music video done to be released properly. Like you can tell. Yeah. And I, I will say, I, I know I'm really far back here. Um, I will say, like, song wise, not that bad. You know, uh, there's still a lot of problems with it, but for what I know of Bungtown Boys, I didn't initially hate it. You know, I don't like it, but I didn't initially hate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. I think it's, uh, it, it does give some fun ridiculousness, and it does entertain. So it was entertaining, to say the least, just to see mm. all the, you know, the the ridiculous uh, attempts at being cool, which is uh, just hilarious. Uh, but that is that. I'm uh, moving on to uh, something that's going to make us a little more happy, uh, which is Jay Park. Thank hey. you, based Jay Park. <laughs> we can always count on Jay Park. To, to, yes. to bring us back to, 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 to good. Uh, Jay Park released a new music video for his song called So Good, uh, So Good. And, uh, it is a very much a Michael Jackson tribute track. Uh, it, and it is deliberately so. It's not, it's not something that he's like, it's, it's like he's ripping off Jay Park. No, I mean, he's ripping off Michael Jackson. No, he's paying tribute to Michael Jackson in this track in this video, uh, in several ways. Yeah. And, uh, he has a fun video. It's, uh, not, a, though he did go back to his baby making music, uh, with his last <laughs> track. This one goes more to his, uh, pop R&B, uh, style, uh, more of his danceable stuff. Uh, and, and it, it kind of works and it's a pretty cool track. Uh, and the music video is kind of, you know, generic, but it's fun. Uh, it's very yeah. much like just a standard summer fun video you know i'm trying to do a lot of michael jackson dances i'm like you 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 know what's funny you know what's funny i i'm I'm like watching this video fully for the first time because i like listened to just the audio track before right this video is the bongtown boys video but better (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, this is, again, here, the dance. Right. There's the dance in there. There's him in a lowrider. Like, there's him with girls. And there's they're him. good actresses because they're showing genuine interest, you know? And they're they're having fun. And yeah. there's dancing. And, like, there's, there's kind Jay of a Park connected in a thing. Jay Park in a tucked-in wife beater with black jeans, which not, not the to best be moment. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't look very. That didn't look good on you, Jay Park. (laughs) I know, I know what you were going for. Sometimes you gotta. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta look at those dailies and be like, "Ooh, no." (laughs) I'm gonna gonna go ahead and untuck my white. I'm gonna untuck my tank top. Just let's do that again. But yeah, like like overall, it has a lot really going for it. It's not. Uh, the most creative music video in the world, but it's done really well. No. And, and like a lot yeah. of the, the dance, uh, the, the Michael Jackson tribute dance steps are integrated really well. And I, I don't know. Yeah. What else can you say about the <laughs> Jay Park? We, we love Jay Park here in this podcast. Like we're a Jay Park, uh, a fandom here in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Park. Like. Uh, I'm not ranting. I liked it. Like, yeah. it looks like everyone had fun making this video. Fucking, there's a picture in here in this article of Jay Park, like, eyeing this girl like she was a fucking turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't know, like, it, it, it just, it, at this point, it, Jay Park does no wrong in my book. Like, yeah. like, He's at that level. Jay Park does no wrong in my book. I, lo- I love me some Jay Park, except for tucking in that wife beater. Like, if yeah, I saw Jay Park, yeah. I'd be like, come, like, even, even in here in the article, they talk about it, but it's just like, Jip, what you doing? What, what, why you done did well, that? You know? And none love, I well love for you, but, but don't do that. Uh, yeah. and of course, the young lady is by the name of Morgan Lindholm, and I love that, uh, the, the, uh, the journalist, our boy at, uh, I, uh, IATFB, over at Asian Junkie, taking care of the important research, which was uh, looking up her Twitter and Instagram. So, <laughs> so we can properly give this young lady credit <laughs> for yeah. everything that... Did you pull up her Instagram? Yeah, and I, I just I just hit that follow button. <laughs> live on live to tape here on Halijuku. I ain't even gonna lie. Zuma, I, I'm, I'm open and honest with our viewers slash listeners. You know, I'm open and honest. Ain't no barriers. Uh, oh my god! But yeah, Jay Park, awesome. We really, we yes. really need to get going on that whole replacing Chris Brown with Jay Park thing. Like, we need to get that going. Like, we can just take Chris Brown out, put Jay Park in. He take up all of the same roles. You know, all of the same jobs, you know, uh, and the world would be a better place. Uh, but moving on to something else. I actually was surprised you hadn't, uh, included this in your, your main. No, what, I was, I was going to put this in, but then I was like, oh, there's the news story is in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Gary and Jungin, uh, have dropped another Daddy. track. Get Kangari, uh, and Jungin, 
I have dropped another track from their collaboration uh, called Bob Bicycle. Uh, and it's another kind of a, a summer fun music video. And it's a very cool atmospheric song. Another sum, summer fun music video, but I think a little more true to summer fun in Seoul uh, music video. And uh, matches up really well, and it's a fun video. And, uh, of course, we are a fan, we are fans of Gary. Uh, uh, you know, Kaz, what, what did you think of this music video? Did- um, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was kind of cute and kitschy. Like, I kind of like these Lee Song videos that they do where, where they're not in. And I know I'm calling it a Lee Song video, but I'm going to get to more of that in a second. Where they're kind of not in the video and you're kind of just uh, enjoying the song to really nice visuals. You know? Yeah. Um, and kind of a, a, a some kind of a story. You know? Yeah. Uh, because you see kind of all this love around but then you kind of see this like lonely dude who's out jogging and running and you could kind of see like he's pained about something um and and it's just really fun and like you said it's just it's just that real kind of just appeal of like summer and love you know like between friends and people like father and daughter mothers you know like just kind of all this stuff um now the reason i i i kind of call this a Lee Sung video is my initial thoughts on this, this Gary Jung Yin collaboration in doing stuff is like, I think initially what was supposed to happen was Gary was supposed to do his solo thing. Most likely Gil was supposed to do a solo thing. And then they were supposed to come back with Lee Sung. But Gil right now is out of the media spotlight. Uh, because of, of the, the incident he had, the scandal, uh, With the as we like to call the driving it. And the, and the whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like this was something put together. And, I, and, and, and when I say put together, I don't mean in any way disjointedly or, 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 or slapped together in any way because the music is really good. I feel like this was something put together in place of that. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, we can't do that. Well, what can we do? Well, actually, I, I know somebody that we're, I would love to work with and I'd love to do another track with because they've worked with, with each other various times before Gary and Jungin. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to do another track with her. And it's not like we're going to be able to do Lee Sang right now. So let's just go ahead and do that and just, uh, collaborate mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, so it was definitely a, a, an opportunity there that probably caused this, uh, and and this end of this track they re- they released before it, uh, so yeah, it's it, it's a fun video, summer fun, and you know it's got a corgi, and you know can't go wrong mm-hmm. with corgi. Mm-hmm. No, uh, but yeah, we love we love we we we're, we're digging on Gary, and we we're fan, another one we're a fan of Gary. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> our resident uh, but moving on to another major release, uh, music video. <laughs> very, uh, interesting release, uh, and b- very notable release, uh, Super Junior making their comeback. Uh, this Super time Junior with Lee Tuk. Uh, back in the band after serving his military, uh, service. Uh, now back in Super Junior, you got the whole crew. Uh, not just, not Super Junior M or Super Junior T or none of the other groups, mm-hmm. it's just Super Junior. No. 
Your motherfucking one of the first things I ever fell in love with when I found K-pop, fucking Super Junior, like, and then you know, fucking silly, ridiculous, like over the top. You know what? Like, why not style video? You know? Yeah. Uh, you got the, the it's the Wild West. Uh, it's a song called Mamacita. Ay 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 ay. Because because yeah. Uh, she won wearing a mustache, uh, and being a sheriff, because of course. <laughs> uh, and also featuring, featuring our favorite person. Well, you know what? I'm gonna call him our second favorite person over at SM. Shindong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shindong. One of the best people. It's hilarious. Always. Yes. Uh, it's just awesome. Uh, Shindong. Uh, but yeah, well, what did you think of the song in the, in the video overall? Uh, overall, it, it, it's not gonna be even in my top 10 of Super Junior songs, <laughs> you know? Um, but I thought it was a really good song overall, you know? Like, I thought it had that kind of Super Junior appeal and flavor that I don't think any of the other Super Junior groups have been able to kind of reach yet. And I could be fanboying out right now, just because, like I said, I, 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 I got some love for Super Junior, man. Like, Yeah. You never forget your first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. The, the Super Junior, it, it, it's, it's kind of fun and kind of ridiculous. Uh, the, the video is very ridiculous and, uh, it's, it, the, the, the watery in your ear dance and the ay 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 thing was kind of, kind of dumb, but I get that it's supposed to be kind of, uh, over the top and, and, and dumb a little bit, but, uh, it, it kind of works. Uh, it's probably not gonna, yeah, like you said, it's not our, not gonna be on, uh, too many of my, you know, K-pop playlists or, are going to be in my to work uh listening playlist but yeah it's a fun song and it, and it's there and and they keep doing that water in your ear dance like <laughs> uh, weird uh but besides that yeah the the it's 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 a kind of yeah it's it's kind of fun it's it's super junior you kind of know you kind of know a little bit of what to expect but then you really don't know what to expect and then that's yeah. what you know what to expect that you don't know what to expect. You gotta love Super yeah. Junior, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of wraps it up for our headlines. We wrap it up on a, on a odd note? A little confusing. <laughs> no, I, we wrapped it up on a happy note. We, we came yes. in with some anger and some vitriol. <laughs> and then, you know, ended up then, in, in happiness. I'm happy. I'm happy. In, in, a, in a happy place, and that's in Shindong's arms. That's our happy place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging in his pockets. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the government ain't find all that money. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, look for that. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the headlines. We're gonna get into our Hallyu talks. We're gonna follow up on uh the Oticon grab bag, the Oticon score. Uh, and we've mm-hmm. got to finally give you a talk, a talk on those albums, and I'll talk about what I scored at DragonCon. So join us right over there. Our Hollywood Talk segment is brought to you by Squarespace. Make an easy-to-use website by going to squarespace.com slash Hollywood which will take you to 
nothing because we don't have the uh, code yet. And that's not how codes on Squarespace works. But when you get to Squarespace, you'll be like, wow, this was really disjointed about how I got here. But then you'll be like, but I'm here. I'm going to make a website. And you'll be like, holy shit, that was super easy. And you're like, it's it's easier than those disjointed instructions Kaz gave me. And that's why you'll love Squarespace. Exactly. Okay, ladies and gentlefolk, uh, we're here with Juku Talks, our segment where we kind of talk in depth about uh, something, usually a drama that we're watching, show, whatever, uh, music, albums, those kind of things. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll learn how to read Korean and do Korean novels. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, something that me and Petey like to do, uh, is go to conventions, and usually when we're at conventions, we like to kind of pick up random albums, uh, and, you know, one to add to our collection of having, you know, like, sometimes having physical media is nice, um, and two, it gives us something to, like, kind of actually hardcore review, uh, which Petey is very astute at, uh, being, uh, one-fourth of the record breakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot how many people were on that show for a second. Um, so it's something we decided to do here. And it is also one of those things that allows you to, to, uh, have that same appeal and realize sometimes buying the physical thing is just as good as buying the digital. Uh, we went in depth last week about the concept of the actual physical thing, what you get in your packaging, uh, and all that stuff. So we're not going to go over that. We're going to specifically talk about the music. Uh, and we're going to start with BAP's uh, mini-album, which I was disappointed in overall. Uh, it's their fourth mini-album, and it was their yeah. unplugged album. Um, the reason I was kind of disappointed in it, it's, really, it's actually only two songs. Yeah. Um, and with everything as it is and everything that we stated last time and talking about packaging and all these things that you get um, and and design and all these things that go into what you paid for this to at the end of that only really have two songs and an instrumental. I, I, at the end of the day, and, and they're kind of jazzy more than unplugged to me. I don't know if you've got that feel, Petey. Yeah. It's more jazzy with a little country feel and not necessarily specifically unplugged. Like yeah, it's not what you think about when you think about unplugged. You think about kind of really acoustic-y, you know, not too many instruments, maybe a guitar and drums um, and and vocals, you know. Um, but think, but this was really really kind of jazzy. Yeah. Like, and I think it was uh, it was it was a oak. It was a good song. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely, I don't know if I'm in, in love with it or really like with it, but it was a okay song. You can jam to it and you can, uh, my, well, I'm not, not say jam, but, but you can kind of like listen to it and kind of feels okay. You know, kind of, uh, has a nice little kind of a, a ambiance to it. Uh, but it's definitely completely un, unexpected from BAP. I think, uh, at least for me, you know, the past couple of releases, I guess this one was their most recent, uh, uh, single release. Uh, this and, uh, Angel were completely random and completely unexpected considering we've known BAP as a very, 
uh, in your face, very kind of, uh, aggressive hip hop style group for pretty much all, all of the, we've seen them up until their official first, um, uh, album. And then suddenly they, they did Angel. Angel was a good track, but this one was kind of, yeah. it's okay. Uh, I, 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 I don't even really remember most of, of what the actual song sound, songs sound like. And so it was just saying something because it's not that memorable. Yeah. Uh, and, and people could probably point out when we first watched the BAP Unplugged video, we had more of an upbeat reaction to it. But I think that is more of the, the unexpected catching you off guard from something that you kind of like. You're like, oh, I like BAP and, and this is really unexpected. And I think I like this. But when you, when you get that chance to really sit down with it and you, and you put, you put effort into it. And by effort, I mean money. You're like, I don't know if that was overall worth yeah. that, you know, we're, we're, entertainment to value is, is specifically what we're talking about. And the value that was put in, I'm not sure I got the entertainment out of it that I wanted. I'm happy with what I physically have. I don't know other than that, if I'm happy with anything else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, at that point, is it worth it? Is it worth the fact that I'm happy about how this looks over what I heard? And I don't think it is. Uh, I, I still love BAP. I, and I, I am going to continue to, to yell about them for Year of the Rapper as well as all the underground artists that you should be paying attention to. Um, but overall, meh. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I mean, it's one of those things, if you're a BAP fan, you're going to buy this anyway, and you're going to champion the fuck out of it. But if you're kind of a fly-by-night BAP person, stick to something else. Stick to Angel, stick to one of the other things um, that that you're more well-known for hearing from BAP, because those would be the things that you're actually overall happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, this would just kind of be more fodder to, like, BAP fans and, and people of that kind of ilk than Fandom. anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Moving on. Uh, so this one was basically relatively brand new to us. Uh, Hello Venus, which mm-hmm. even at this point, uh, as me and Petey like to say, if you got your hands on that Chris jersey, you better hold on to that, put it in plastic, cause that motherfucker is a collector's item. Uh, which basically <laughs> at this point, this is as well, because, uh, this is a group called called Hello Venus is their first mini album, Venus. Uh, and even from what you see here, everything is totally different. Uh, there are certain yeah. members that are no longer in this group. This was kind of a joint project between, uh, two production houses. Uh, and unfortunately to me, I, I, I haven't looked to see what has become of Hello Venus, but God damn, this was some good music. Uh, yeah, it I, was I, something that happened recently, the kind of the split between the, in the kind of just the, uh, end of the, uh, cooperation where it's like, okay, now you Ada and you Joe, uh, are no longer in the group. But as you were saying. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of sad because what is in here is well produced. Uh, the girls, you know, and, and, and well produced means, you know, things are touched up, things are done really well, uh, and all that stuff. Musically, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the vocals that I heard. I, I enjoyed the songs overall. Uh, in, in, 
there is maybe one or two songs. Well, there's, uh, I believe, uh, four songs. Yeah, it's four songs, and the first I'm not one was sure. kind of more of an intro, but yeah, it, it's a full song. Yeah, so four songs. I think, it, I, I think it's Hello. three. It's a uh, Hello really, Venus. Like, uh, it's Hello Venus. Uh, those are two separate songs. Hello, and then Venus, then us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Love Appeal. And, uh, Love Appeal. Love Appeal is really, really good. Um, if you just kind of want to check out that before you before you 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 buy anything, like kind of do that. But like I said, uh, what you hear here is not what you're ever going to hear from Hello Venus again because <laughs> it is going to be a different sound. It's it's going to be totally different. But I think all the girls in this group. We're really good, so uh it's something that, like, if you see it at your local convention or if, there, if it's one yeah. of those things, even if you know you can't necessarily be a fandom of what's in here and what you're getting, I think it's still worth it. I'm so yeah. I'm so glad that I have this because it's it's good girl K-pop. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it, it's a definitely an, an interesting set of tracks. Like Hello and Venus are very kind of interesting, like powerful kind of a uh high energy uh, not, not so much powerful but high energy tracks especially hello uh venus kind of has a it kind of trades off between kind of having a very britney spears vibe uh and kind of mixed with something else that i can't quite put my finger on but it's very it's different and then like the third track you basically get a a an ost track <laughs> like it sounds like a drama ost uh uh Aim. Like, yeah. I, the entire time I'm listening to that particular track, I'm imagining the, the clips from the next week's episode. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And I, I think that's why I didn't like it, because you, you, you come off with two really, like, high-paced tracks, then it's slow, then it, it kind of goes on to, like, another kind of upbeat track. Yeah. You know? So it's an um, interesting kind of mix, yeah. Yeah, and and Venus is the song that I really really liked. Um, I, I just love it from the intro to the outro of the song, like, which is funny because in Venus they say hello a bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hello, uh, hello. They do a, a lot, and then Venus they do it as well. It's it's it's, it's a yeah. kind of an odd thing. They're just saying hello. They just want to say hello. Like my mom. Yeah. Liked it. Oh, um, but yeah, it's a fantastic so, track. Hello, Venus. Definitely worth. The, the price that's on it. Uh, uh, it, it's worth picking up either digi- digitally or physically. Uh, the BAP, I'm not so sure the physical is worth it. If, at the end of the day, if you want, just, just buy the tracks on iTunes. And I think yeah. if, if you're a fan of BAP, you'll be just as happy with that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah you, you, I know you want the picture book, but. <laughs> like there's you can really see nothing. them on on the computer. You can get them on the computer. You can get those yeah. pictures on the computer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those are, those are our finds then. Uh, and we're gonna roll it back around again with uh, mm-hmm. uh, my pick because yeah, uh, so he just recently came off of a convention. He went to Dragon Con, Con of the Dragons, as people like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he he's keeping. Our, our kind of tradition going and, and picked so, up something over at Dragon Con. So I'll tell the story. Uh, so Dragon Con was a, a, a pretty big blast. You know, we do have a lot of fun partying over there. 
Uh, and of course, like any convention, it had the, the vendors area. Uh, I'm not gonna get into how I feel about their vendors area. Uh, maybe <laughs> the, the whole, it was well, now, multiple now, rooms. Now you brought it up. So now you gotta go into it. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh, after being at, uh, Florida Supercon, which was one big convention center, uh, uh, Ace and, which again, uh, the, the vendor area was in big one, big convention center. Now we get to, uh, DragonCon. The vendor area was in what, uh, is the America's Mark. And it's not a convention center. Uh, and it wasn't one big room. It was separated into three, I would say medium sized rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, that's like more conference rooms. <laughs> and you had to kind of decide one room to go to and then another, and then you had to explore three separate rooms separately without knowing exactly which ones would be the ones that had exactly what. Uh, and that, 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 that wasn't necessarily fun when you're trying to absolutely scour the, the area when you had little to no information on or confirmation that there even was a K-pop booth there. Right. Because if I knew, like, the, okay, this is the, like, we had, uh, with, uh, ASIN, we had K-pop in USA, uh, and they had their, their four, you know, their six booths that they had commandeered. Uh, but we knew where it was. Like, we'd go, okay, it's gonna be there. And go to it. But, uh, and, and without that, it would be bad enough. But then the, it was also separated and kind of, compartmentalized in a way that yeah. didn't quite make sense aside for the one room that had kind of uh, these specific things uh, it, I, I, I wasn't a big fan I think they, they could probably hopefully I mean, I mean, find a venue so that's a little more cohesive the, the general anime convention or general kind of comic convention because I haven't been to a lot of comic conventions so so this is speaking more from the anime side and, and I mean relatively they're the same um, it's just content uh, generally what you get is you get whatever kind of biggest space in an area that you can can hold and you put your vendors in there and then or sometimes if your con is a little bit smaller you spit that big space in half one half is artist alley one half is vendors um so to have three separate rooms packed with people selling shit and you're you're looking for something now you think oh three separate rooms makes it easy no that makes it way more disjointed like i yeah. can i i'm visualizing this and it's way more disjointed like me and pd walked into the 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 dealers area in asen and we were like all right we got to find the convention center and this is what happens you separate you lose each other then you're like oh god where is this person oh there's the k-pop booth and then you're like all right you know what i'm going to head for the k-pop booth and then you head there you're like oh Oh, we met up. (laughs) 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 And then like you, you walk around and it's such a good layout because there's shit all around and then there's shit in the middle. (laughs) Like, you know, so going, Hey, all this shit that's in this quadrant is in a room. 
all this shit that's in this quadrant is in this room, and all this shit that's here or in is in that room. And then you're like, all right, well, I gotta go through here. Okay, I went around through the. Did I see everything? I don't know. Like, okay, uh, yeah, I think I saw. Okay, let me go in the other room and see. Like, all right, uh, everything is in here. I just no, that's not what I'm looking for. No, no, this is the other room I was already in. God damn it! Like, go back out. Like, all right, is this the third room? I don't remember seeing them before. Like, walk halfway through. Oh nope, nope, I've been in here before. Where is the third room? <laughs> yeah, it, it was Sorry. not the best, and it was uh, it was actually three rooms over. I think maybe uh, no, I think the artist alley was no, no, yeah, no. It was three rooms, and I think the third room was like on the second floor, and it was like <laughs> not the best. I, 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 there's a lot of things that I love about Dragon Con, but that experience wasn't the best. Plus, it was incredibly packed, and you walked at a snail's pace once you got in there. And it's like, uh, uh. I really hope that they do better because this, I think that's a big thing of this year. This year was such a, so much more packed this year overall. Like, uh, like Thursday was the new Friday, like as far as like attendance and, and hype and mon and it's way into Sunday night. Things were still hyped and on full throttle as far as attendance and partying. Like, like, uh, there was still people there Monday still kind of roaming around doing stuff. Like, it was big this year, and they didn't expand things properly to accommodate that. So I was like, whatever. Uh, but my journey was an arduous journey. Uh, I did end up roaming all of the rooms, and I only barely found what I guess the... I wouldn't call it the K-pop booth, but the booth that had K-pop. Which was a very kind of small booth that had a few different kind of Asian media things. They had uh, Japanese indie music and metal and it has some like K-pop that was like front and center and they had some like, I think costume stuff and like some like, uh, headwear. It was like just like this little mix mash room, uh, 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 booth, uh, with this kind of, with this really cool guy that was manning it and I had a, in a conversation with him. He's really cool. Uh, but yeah, they had the K-pop, uh, and I, it was uh, just a few albums. I think he had more, uh, before, but he sold quite a few of them. Uh, and I just like, I checked them out. I kind of hung out for a little bit and I picked my albums. And luckily there was an album and there was an artist that, uh, I think both of us know of, uh, but I don't think we've really explored. Uh, first of all, I got, this is not what we're going to talk about, but I got this. I got me some Sistar. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You got me some nice pictures of Sistar being, well, being Sistar. Yeah, and I got that, a little card. That packaging. But, oh, mm-hmm. did you drop it? You dropped the card. Yeah. You know what? I don't think the Hello, did the Hello Venus come with a card? Where's the card? Oh, okay. I think it did. Okay. Yeah, it came with one oh. of the former members. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta have those. Do you think people use them like trading cards? <laughs> I want them, I want them to be like Munchkin cards. Also, it's time. Like, I'll, I'll give you a CL if you give me a, 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 a fucking um, a GD. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yo, I got that Hyona. What? You got a Hyona? Oh, yo, what you want for that? <laughs> you get a combo what? platter right there. Well, I want two rare CD- CLs and a uh, and a fucking young GD. Like, yo, you want my young GD for Yana? You know the rookie, oh, that, that G Dragon rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Uh, but no, I, I, and aside from Sistar, uh, who I love and enjoy, but it, it, we, that's just more piling on what we've already discussed. Uh, we've already discussed that in length. I also picked up something else. It was, uh, B2B, I think their most recent, uh, mini album, uh, Beep Beep Bang Bang, uh, other than known as Beep Beep, uh, Beep Beep Beep. Uh, B2B <laughs> is, uh, a group under Cube Entertainment. Uh, and now that's kind of their, their, they just recently simplified their whole corporate structure. Now they're just one label. So now they're label mates with Rain, uh, Gina, uh, I believe A Pink, uh, uh, Hiana, uh, and Four Minute by Ascension. Uh, so they're, they're in that, uh, if you really look at it, that's a pretty big label. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and yeah. they're one of the kind of the younger, uh, boy groups that are on that label. Uh, interesting group. You know, Peniel's kind of one of those, uh, go-to English speaker guys. He's part of the, part of the, the English speaking mafia, you know, that's head up by A. Lee and Eric Nam and, and Min, you know, <laughs> Miss A, you know, that whole like posse. Uh, so he's friends with all those people. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're an interesting group. Uh, and I'm interested to see how this sounds like. They, you know, that, that, like, as you can see, the little bit of hip hop style, you know, pretty Korean boys. Uh, you kind of you, you see what what can't it's go about. wrong with pretty Korean boys. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll look forward to kind of we're gonna I'm gonna uh we're gonna get a listen to it and see how we feel about it. So for overall, the packaging is really cool. Just a standard uh permanently attached picture book. And the CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I like the packaging, and we'll get to see how we like the actual uh, music itself. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we look forward to and that. I, I, I think, like, kind of, kind of like breaking the fourth wall. I really think it's really cool to talk about them in two separate senses, like that. Of like the physical thing that you paid for, which is you know the CD, the booklet, and the packaging overall, like. And mm-hmm. then what you actually get from the music and then making that your value worth, you know, yeah. and I think that's something you really, really have to think about when you're buying these things. And, and especially because, like we said, this is way more value added than your American CD, which is just that that plastic thing little teeny booklet in a CD. Like, there is no reason to buy that nowadays. But something like this, where you get the value added, you get the little trading card like we just talked about, you get the picture book that is permanently attached. (laughs) Um, And you have these things that, that, you know, you you, that add to everything, you know. Um, Overall, like, the packaging for this Hello Venus thing, I think, is rather plain and rather meh, and the pictures in the picture book are just okay at best, but what I got overall, I'm super happy with, like I said. So, mm-hmm. like I said, we're going to do the same thing for, for uh, BTOB, B2B. Uh, and their mini album, and a little bit about Sistar, because yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's not going to be able to help himself. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, mean- I think... Yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I had to say, on top of what you said about the American CDs, uh, uh, the, the only CDs I have besides like these K-pop CDs, the only CDs I ever really bothered to buy are from indie artists whose shows I go to, like Ali Spagnola, Professor Shy Guy, uh, the Double Clicks, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
and a couple artists that like I'm there and it's an opportunity for me to give them money because I think they're cool. Uh, yeah. And that's the only reason I have for buying physical media is as an opportunity to give a really cool independent artist my money and have them make them have to take it, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and that's a way. But outside of that, something for like a pop artist where it's not so much about that. It's about what I get. You know, it's more about a product relationship, uh, content creator, content uh, consumer. Uh, yeah, having that extra value of the collector's item is important. Uh, but we mm-hmm. look forward to that, uh, in, in the future. Uh, but that brings us to the conclusion of this episode of Hallyu Juku. Uh, that it does? Yes. Uh, Kaz, what have you got going on in your neck of the woods? I can finally talk about the, the project I have been like painstakingly like trying to put together. Uh, I am doing a giant group podcast kind of thing, uh, mainly starring me and, and good friend, uh, Brian Curley. Um, it is, it is a, comedy lifestyle podcast uh where we're gonna constantly have like a rotating other three chairs of of all the awesome people that we know from from miller to probably upd drew uh and just kind of all the people that we know and like all this stuff that that Curly has been building over on his Twitch community all the stuff I've been building, doing all the different podcasts that I've been doing, and and kind of just finally having this kind of joint place where we can talk and have fun and like all these times that we have like back chat hangouts and back chat Skype calls where we just say silly ridiculous things to each other and like have that mindset of hit the record button, but then we say really really fucked up things and we're like oh I'm glad we didn't record this conversation <laughs> um, where those conversations will be kind of structured and recorded and and put together and i want to give all praise and and worship in the world to t2t2 deciding to take production the production side of this out of my hands and and production wise making this a really 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 structured thing um that will probably end up disjointed (laughs) anyway (laughs) because because i'm the showrunner um but it's only going to get bigger, better, and awesome. Uh, right now, we're in the alpha stages of recording, so right now there's some audio-only stuff that uh, if you go to my about that me, most likely I'll, I'll I'll find a way to link to it. It'll probably be on Facebook and and G plus and stuff like that. Um, and then we're gonna move on to uh, beta stage stuff. We'll be turning it into a video podcast, much the way as this. Uh, you know, record breakers, kind of all these things that, that, that we do. Uh, and it'll just be this big fun thing that, that people can participate in and have fun. Uh, there's going to be way more shit to come from this. This is like a big project that I'm working on that I'm really excited that it's actually starting to be a thing. Um, and I can finally talk about it. There is still yet to, to be a hardcore name for it. Right now it's the DKG water cooler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I hate that name. I very much hate that name. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a very specific name for it. It'll be really fun. And I just want people to kind of get excited. Yes. Get hyped, son. Uh, yeah. And the, the, go on, check that about that me slash King Kaz. You can find all the, like, my stuff about that me slash PD Rave. Uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, go there, follow us on Twitter, follow us uh, everywhere. Uh, the show, uh, is at Hallyu Juku. 
you can go to hallyjuku.com or if that's, you know, if you want to share that with other people, it's an easier, uh, URL, kpoppodcast.com. Uh, you know, subscribe to us, share uh, us, like us, uh, give us some reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, listen to us everywhere. Uh, yeah, just follow us, share, like, subscribe. Uh, until next time, hasta los huevos. Anya. Fighting. Fighting.